All right, Scott Ritchie, it's almost May, which means maybe some of this off-season juggling will end anytime soon for Illinois basketball? Probably not. Uh, I don't know that they're going to lose any more players, but there are additions to be made, I think, before you know, that roster is locked for next season. All right, Kofi's gone. Uh, portal is filling up. What's Brad Underwood's next move? Scott Ritchie will go into that. He'll he'll go into recruiting. He'll tell you about the 90th All-State team that he put together and uh, his revised Big Ten power poll when we come back for Inside Illini Basketball after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Good Monday morning, everyone. Good declaration for the NBA draft Monday morning. Is that right, Scott Ritchie? Are we done with all this foolishness? Yeah, the deadline for early entrance to decide one way or the other was Sunday. So I think the only player in the Big Ten, like no one exactly knows what he's doing, is Caleb Houston. Uh, So no one knows if he put his name in or not because he hasn't, you know, these days. That decision comes with a graphic on social media. Mm. Nothing from Caleb Houston yet, but yeah, I think the like the official list will come out from the NBA um, tomorrow. I think so. Then we'll know. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, hardest working man around, fresh off our ninetieth News Gazette All State team. We'll get into that a little bit. Fresh off a Sunday edition that. Uh, Pretty much covered everything you need to know about college basketball. Hope you picked it up. It's only was it three fifty? Yeah, three dollars fifty cents. What a bargain! It was loaded. Stop by Circle K. It was loaded. A lot of it was incorrect. We'll get into that. <laughs> Richie's misguided Big Ten power poll. You were close. I'll give you that much, but you did mess up. I'll say it's April, so I think being close is a win. <laughs> I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Beat writer when Illinois is really good. All right, so a lot has happened this week. I don't yeah, remember our last podcast. I guess Kofi made it made it official. I apologize to you, Scott Ritchie, because I was wrong. You were quite certain he was going to come back. Quite certain. I was uh, not as certain. I thought he... I don't know, could, would, maybe should, I don't know. But he uh, he left a lot of money on the table at Illinois, the name, image, and likeness money. I mean, Oscar Shibway got like $2.5 million mm. to come back to Kentucky. I don't know that Kofi's was going to be that much. Could have been, who knows. But uh, you know, certainly Kentucky does what they have to do. Uh, but that was a guarantee that he would make pretty good pretty good money for another season at Illinois since uh, the rules have changed and you can do that now. What's not a guarantee is 
what's next for him now? And he you know, entered into the NBA draft. He's ready to pursue his professional basketball career. And, I mean, the big question now is, like, where is that going to happen? Um, you know, he has the opportunity now over the next two months, essentially, because the draft is June 23rd, to win over one NBA organization. Hmm. That's all he has to do you know, for them to spend a draft pick on him. Or if not, and if it gets you know late in the second round and he's not being he hasn't been selected you know some agents are like at that point telling teams do not select our guy cuz they if you go undrafted but there's interest that means you can you have a little more control over you know where you wind up as a rookie you know maybe to and then you know if you're an undrafted free agent you know anything goes on that for that contract you know just as an example Jose Alvarado plays for the Pelicans, went undrafted out of Georgia Tech and had a terrific rookie season, just signed a multi-million dollar contract. Wouldn't have happened if he was a two-way offer guy. So next two months will be very informative about, you know, kind of what happens next with Kofi, whether, you know, he managed to win over an NBA team, winds up in the G League on a two-way contract, winds up in the G League just on a normal contract, which would be significantly less money, or plays somewhere else entirely. All right, as insignificant as he appears to be at the pro basketball level, uh, his uh, impact on Illinois basketball, immeasurable, uh, definitely a blow, no matter how many well wishes I see come from the program. Yeah, and what I was surprised that I didn't see, because it's just, it's a defense mechanism is the people would be like, well, Illinois is going to be better without him because they can do more. You know, the the court opens up without Kofi in the middle. Didn't see that. And because many of those people realized won like 68 games over the last three years because Kofi was on the court, a large part, in, in doing that. Because, you know, Io rightfully credited with, you know, getting Illinois back to, you know, this national conversation, but he needed Kofi too because it... it Illinois was still struggling. You know, Iowa was a freshman when a lot was placed on his shoulders. Then Kofi comes, and then they win at least 20 games in the, last, the past three seasons. So, yeah, it's another guy you know, from that run that his jersey's going to be in the State Farm Center rafters. And, I mean, the way it worked with Iowa, I would imagine that's going to happen sooner rather than later. All right, who's his agent, uh, Kofi's agent, and uh, what kind of role does that play in the whole scheme of things? Well, the role it plays is he's hired uh, – agent for basketball purposes and then that's it there's no no you know coming back from that but uh the agent's job is to set up workouts and sell kofi coburn to an nba organization and you know the next two months like i said are pivotal he's got to get those individual workouts before the draft try to you know finagle an invite to the combine because you know, last year Kofi didn't get that, but he got you know an invite to the G League Elite Camp, which was essentially sort of like a pre combine combine. That's not good enough. Okay, this this year, but you know, his agent I had to look it up because uh, Todd Ramasar, I think he's a former player, that moved over into the agent space. Um, but getting Kofi in the actual combine would be a huge step. Our listeners here at Inside Illinois Basketball should be glad to know that Scott Ritchie tweeted out this morning, I will be coming to work. It was just nice of you in a kind of cool graphic. 
had you ripping open your News Gazette shirt. Yeah. What I'm our back. Listen, what our listeners don't know. <laughs> well, it's just yeah, I'm back. That's all you have to do. Two words. What our <laughs> listeners don't know is I had the other graphic all set up as well. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleeping in. That's got yeah. This Monday's not for me. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kofi's decision dropped Illinois in Richie's power poll from two only to four. Well, I think there's enough sort of unknown about the rest of the Big Ten next season that what Illinois has, because like, Illinois will be different. I, I wrote about that Sunday as well. Um, and that difference could still be a good basketball team. They're going to be super young, at least four. they are right now. You finish fourth in the Big Ten, you're looking at a five seed in the NCAA tournament. Sure. It's pretty good. I mean, I think, I don't know what the, because there's bracketology projections already for next mm-hmm. year, which are the, I love it. As silly as we're trying to come up with a top 25 right now. Um, Let me tell you uh, why you think about your Illinois rankings. Let me tell you where you went wrong in your Big Ten. And I hope everybody, it's it's at IlliniHQ.com if you you haven't had a chance to look at it. It's 1 through 14. It's the second stab at this since the season ended. Um, No, you've got the... The top spot wrong, first of all. Okay, even with Hunter Dickerson's decision on Sunday to come back to Michigan, you have Michigan number one. Yeah. A hugely disappointing Michigan team last season. <laughs> Still made the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's two good games out of a season's worth of bad games. Good games when it matters the most. So they're not going to win the Big Ten is what I'm trying to say. Indiana's going to win the Big Ten. Smartly, you move them up to number two from number four. What's taking you so long to... To become a believer in the Hoosiers, Richie. Because we're going to talk about disappointing. Like, the Indiana wasn't any good last year either until the very end of the season. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, they got a, another big piece, you know, last week, uh, Malik you know, Renew, five-star forward you know, from Montverde Academy. So that's, there's two five-stars coming to the Big Ten next season. Both of them are playing. Mm. I guess th- Sky Clark's a five-star currently. We'll see if that. If that holds, so so two of the three then are coming to Indiana hmm. with Jalen Hood, Shafino, um, who was his teammate. Hmm. They were all actually all three went to Montverde, which is just kind of a crazy thing. Um, but still, I don't know. Like if Indiana can play like it did at the last week of the regular season, Big Ten tournament, Indiana, like yeah, like maybe they can win the Big Ten because they've got the pieces, but. If they play like they did for like most of the rest of the season, I don't know. I would say, uh, and this I had them at two though. Like, yeah, had them at two. You had Ohio State at seven, which I would consider Ohio State is maybe a Big Ten title contender with their work in the portal. Don't give me that look, Richie. Well, they haven't done anything in the portal yet. They got one guy from Wright State, which I you know called Ohio on Ohio crime because you know you. Poor right. I mean, the mid majors. Like, if you got a dude, he's not going to stay. You want to know where else he messed up? I don't want. I really don't want you uh, having any input in my opinion. Your strange love affair with the Rutgers came to the forefront again, having the Scarlet Knights fifth. They finished in the top four of the Big Ten last year, and they've got Cliff Omari coming back, Paul McKay coming back. Everyone's he's gonna he's the new Brad Davidson. Of the big and the new Jordan Bohannon, the player that everyone hates, but like, turns out pretty good. And then 
Caleb McConnell, Ron Harper Jr., not projected draft picks. Run it back, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> they finished. You, uh, you undersold Purdue. All right. I don't like. They got Zach Eady, but I don't have any guards. They'll be all right. Somehow Northwestern is still in your top ten. Basically, this is just a bad list, Scott Ritchie. I got to tell you. Thanks. Glad I put the effort in. <laughs> I will give you this. It is fluid. All right. So I will not hold you to the fire with these rankings when any more than <laughs> you already have. <laughs> as far, like, as, that's far as you like, know, I mean, the draft stuff is out of the way, but you know the transfer portal. There's, I love it. Still, a lot of options out there. I love it. I love the speculation. I think our readers do too. So I do appreciate you uh, diving into these impossible tasks that are given to you. Yeah, literally impossible. <laughs> and then because none of these, like all of these rosters, are going to change between now yeah. and August. All right, uh, Michigan did get Hunter Dickerson back. You said uh, the other freshman uh, uh, Musa Diabate declared for the okay. draft, but left the door open to come back, which is good because he probably should. Okay, did anybody but Kofi leave? Here's my next question. That's what I'm getting to. Well, I mean, just the... Like nationwide. I think Kofi was the only guy to leave. Well, I mean, he wasn't. Because, like, Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis, E.J. Liddell, like, they all declared early. Um, but, like, on the, like, big man front, Kofi might have been the only one to leave. Because Oscar Shibway goes back to Kentucky. Armando Baycott goes back to North Carolina, there's probably your number one team right now because they also got back R.J. Davis and Caleb Love. Essentially everyone that was on North Carolina's team this season, except for Brady Manick, will be back. That eight seed. That made the there you national go again, title There you put game. so much stock in the NCAA tournament. But they were also better at the end of the regular season through the ACC tournament. Mm. And they made a run. Okay. All right. Um, who else? Hunter Dickinson came back. Like, yeah, all of these. Like, you're going to see a lot of centers. I think stick around college basketball for a lot of years, especially if they're the more old school. Because like traditional center now is like a guy that can stretch the floor, shoot threes, run the court. Old school centers, not as much a place for them in the NBA anymore. So they're going to come back to college basketball. There was a text from Coach Underwood saying, Richie's off his rocker. That's it. I don't know what that means, but he was means nice of him to text. means he's bugged our podcast booth, apparently. <laughs> Ed Bond funneling him inside information, our producer. Could be. He's our guy. Ed Bond's still excited about basketball next season, he told me. Well, there's... I think a reason to be excited. There's a lot of talent. It's just mostly untested talent right now. Um, Coleman Hawkins is the leading returning scorer, and I don't have his stats off the top of my head, but like he averaged like about four points a game. Uh, now Jacob Grandison still could come back. Yeah, just turned 24 this month, and he'd be certainly the quote unquote old guy on a rather young team. Um, but the way Illinois will look differently, both ends of the court, without Kofi, like they have the players to make that work. Um, maybe not the, enough shooters quite yet, but 
you know, guards that can attack the basket, get downhill, basically everything the guards didn't do this past year. Like that's what Sky Clark does. That's what Jaden Epps does. That's what Ty Rogers does. Since your Harris, like those guys attack off the bounce, and that's an important thing. You know, drive and kick. You know, remains a fairly big part of any you know kind of modern offense right now. All right, uh, as we said, Sunday's newspaper was loaded. Uh, the most interesting thing of all that you did, and you did a lot, was the. Um, was the list of former Illini in the pro in the pros yet? <laughs> Some names I can't believe they're still cashing checks. Jalen Tate, for example. How about Jamar Smith? He's had this year was his eleventh season, I believe, in the pros. It's crazy. But I mean, he's made a a heck of a career you know, out of playing overseas, and you know was in Russia for like four straight years, three or four years, playing at a really high level. Um, Wound up going elsewhere this year, which was <laughs> turns out smart move on his part before all all the craziness happened. But yeah, there's there's a pathway to professional basketball that's not the NBA, and some you know some of these former Illini are taking it. All right, the problem only one in the NBA, well two if you count Kendrick Nunn, I guess. Yeah, and he didn't play this year right. with an injury. Right, and I think Illinois has started to claim him again, like he, at least in the, in the record book. Okay. They have Kendrick. Well, when you got one guy in the NBA, you better start claiming who you can get. Yeah. Now, I mean, Malcolm Hill had a cup right. of coffee in the NBA. Yep. For the Hawks and the Bulls. Brandon Paul, back in the day, played for the Spurs, if I remember. Correct? Yeah. But uh, this list was uh, mostly, mostly a minor league list. But uh, interesting to see some of these guys sticking with it. And uh, to Kofi's credit, uh, there's a way to make money for a long time. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Paul, he did have that stint you know, with the Spurs and briefly with the, the Sixers as well, but he's got some pretty good contracts in the different places he's played you know, in Europe. I mean, he was in Turkey, which is a good league. Um, he's in Spain now. Teammates with Andres Felice, which I think is which is fun. Um, but yeah, there's you can make a career out of playing professional basketball not in this country. I mean... Deion Thomas made his career uh, in Europe. James Augustine, essentially the same thing. Like, and he played a long time. How's up and looking? The practice facility these days. Uh, we got inside the baseball practice facility today. You'll see that picture in tomorrow's News Gazette. Uh, well, everyone's at this point been kicked out of okay. Ubin. Like they're into full remodeling mode. And uh, I was told like the target date for everything to be done is sort of like late August. Okay. So, I mean, they can kick it into to overdrive here in the next three or so, four months. And then, because yeah, the basketball coaches have been relocated to the old football offices at Memorial Stadium. Because that's now the Fighting Illini Center for Excellence, I believe. But, mm. like, Brad Underwood has Ron Zook's old office. Saw him walking along uh, Windsor, um, over the weekend, good to see Coach Underwood still fit and trim. Yeah, that's okay. it's a busy time for him, but like he still gets his walks in, clearly. Okay. Hey, 90th uh, News Gazette All-State team, this is a big deal, mind you. Uh, 90 years, no other paper does it. Uh, we're glad to keep up this tradition of, uh, of spotlighting 180 kids that uh, Richie 
deemed worthy this year, including 15 on the first team. Who'd you, who'd you screw? <laughs> like if there was one player, now you look at your list like, dang, this dude was a first teamer and I messed up. Uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody. First team should have been on the first team. Okay. Um, like maybe if we're going to look at it, like Cam Christie, younger brother of Max, special mention. Could have been a second teamer, I think. But like the guys who made the second team were were pretty deserving as well. I don't know, it's at the very top. It, it, it's tough to sort of differentiate, you know, like first team, second team, the best guys in special mention. All could probably be candidates, and they, in fact, they were. That's the those decisions are the tough ones. All right, had uh, first team had this uh, Illinois feel to it. Ty Rogers, right? Uh, Horace Johnson, great season. Both right. had great seasons. Uh, neither player of the year. You went with Braden Huff of Glenbard West. Just going to Gonzaga. Well, also, best player on the best team in the state without question. Like, Glenbard West, in fact, lost to no one from the state of Illinois. Their only loss was to Sierra Canyon, uh, the school built around Damari Bailey, Bronny James, um, what else is out there, Trenton Flowers, a bunch of five-star dudes at the top. So, Okay. You only had a couple of uh, five underclassmen on your first team. Tell me about their recruitment here. We'll start with, uh, well, we know Morez Johnson, sophomore, youngest guy on the team, coming to Illinois. All right. How about DeAndre Craig, Chicago Mount Carmel Jr.? Now he is, really, it's, it hasn't kicked off you know, much of his recruitment. Yeah, he's got a, a few D1 offers, but you know, the season he just had put up big numbers. For the caravan, would imagine if he can keep that up over the spring and summer, like the offers will come in. He'll he'll have his pick of places. All right, D- Darren Ames of Kenwood, a junior guard. Yeah, Illinois any... has been involved in his recruitment for you know, quite a while. Um, be interesting to see how much they push for him. You know, given what seems to be a more of a preference for bigger guards, and, and he's not the biggest guard. Uh, but one of the best point guards in his class in twenty twenty three in the country. So, like they're not they haven't gone they're not out on their names, but there's there's more names in that point guard mix. Danny Stevens, the other underclassman, junior Augusta Southeastern. Where is that? It's in the fun fact Gustav southeastern it's in the western part of the state is that right <laughs> <laughs> all right never heard of it yeah but um, uh, just apparently puts, he must be good it puts on monster numbers and his recruitment not much to him yeah but like mid-majors low mid-majors are starting to get involved but like he's got good size and at six seven you think you know, he's plays for a small school he's not their center like he, he can so he probably plays all five positions for them at some point but just I mean, he's a junior and for three years in a row now. I just put up crazy numbers. All right, check it out. 180 kids, uh, all good stuff. Uh, one local, Jalen Quinn, uh, Tuscola, pride of Tuscola, going to Loyola on the first team. Ty Pence, St. Joe, second team. Any update on his recruitment? Not much since he had that kind of flurry of offers last, what, June was when things really you know kind of kicked into gear for him. 
you know, during the season you know, at St. Joe, like had some D1 coaches showing up to watch him play. Um, you know, this summer, again, like the summer between your junior and senior years, that's when things really solidify um, kind of on the recruitment front. And we'll see where Ty kind of lands. He's got the high major offers, obviously, with Illinois, Iowa State. Um, I'm not sure Butler's offered, but they well, they were involved at least before the coaching change. So we'll see if Thad Mata is still interested. But some mid-major programs involved as well, Loyola, ISU, Bradley. So we'll see kind of which side of that he falls on here in the next probably four to seven months. All right. I saw over the weekend uh, AAU was back going. Is that right? Did I see? Yeah. I mean, it was another evaluation period so coaches could get out and watch prospects. Um, The second one this month and then – there's one in May and then June. There's live periods for like the high school events that you know go on across the country, and then July again. You know back to the the AAU scene. But uh, Illinois offered more guys. You know this is this is offer season. Um, just a, a few of notes. Uh, Carlos Harris is a class of 2024 point guard. Plays at uh, Curie you know, in the city. Um, his recruitment has really only just begun. His only other offer is EIU. But uh, you're reading something you know, about you know uh, the look ahead to next season. Joe Hendrickson, you know, City Suburban Hoops report, you know, up in Chicago, you know, wrote that Harris looks like an emerging star in the city. So that's something. Um, Carter Knox is a class of 2024 guard, younger brother of Kevin Knox. Played at Kentucky. He's now in the NBA with the. I think he's still at the Knicks. Um, and then, probably a future five star, just because they really haven't ranked many freshmen yet. But Darren Peterson, class of 2025, big guard, 6'5", 190 pounds, point guard, yeah, freshman again, from Ohio, averaged 26 points, nine rebounds, three assists, three steals. Uh, this past season, Max Preps first team freshman All American. Um, so that's just a few names, but it seems like every live period there's like a half dozen new offers between 23, 24, 25, you know, all three of those classes. Kevin Knox with the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, did they trade him? Yeah, he was bad. Oh, uh, he was in the, Cam, the he was in the Cam Reddish trade. Yeah, I'm, I'm heavy into my NBA because I love watching the playoffs. It's very intense, I would argue. Yep. Every possession. It's like college basketball, right? Got a chance to watch the Bulls uh, a little bit. Not a big Bulls follower, but a first chance I've really had to watch them. Io, it's kind of had a diminished playoff role. What happened there? Well, I mean, you know, Billy Donovan said this after game one when Io came off the bench and barely played, that he was just going to lean on the veterans more really? in the playoffs. And I mean, How's that working? Well, they're going to lose the series to the Bucks, most likely. Um, and that, that I.O. could play, and they probably would lose the series to the Bucs. Like, even without Chris Middleton, they still have Giannis, and he makes up for a lot. All right, anything else stick out to NBA-wise uh, with you, Scotty? 
Not really. Okay. It was just the the disappointment that the Bulls just haven't even really been that competitive. Uh, what's next for Illinois basketball? Tell me what. Uh, uh, why do, do they practice at MP? Uh, what are they? I mean, where do you work out? Do you go to uh, just, Clark Park and you just age yourself there a little bit? But you know, yeah, they're doing workouts at the Ark. Aren't you? Aren't you <laughs> smart, buddy? Uh, so, like, that, how do you prevent Scott Ritchie from sneaking in a game of five on five and like ruining somebody's career with an undercut? Well, Can, are they courting the off? A court saying players only. I mean, I'm sure they monitor that, and also like, how do you, how would you anticipate like like me sneaking onto the court during like live action? I think someone would notice. If I remember last year, uh, there was a social media clip of uh, maybe Kofi or somebody embarrassing some poor sophomore from Hoffman Estates or something. Yeah, at the Ark. Yeah, and that was just you know. The Illinois team showing up to, you know, I think, you know, just really just embarrass some dudes. Because, I don't know, Kofi, hit, that was like when Kofi, like, did he hit a crossover and then like a step back three on this kid, like broke his ankles? Maybe dunk, I think he dunked on one of them. It was mean. Well, it's, <laughs> regardless. Yeah, I mean, it was just a display of, man, this is, this is, this is basketball here at, at a higher level than maybe you guys are used to. No, so, I mean, it's not so much like team practice right now. It's more individual workouts. Well, there's not that many guys around, if we're going to be honest. Like, they can't can't go five on five because they don't have ten guys, I don't think. I, I got a project for you this week because I know you're going to tell me I don't know. So by next Monday, hopefully you will know. All right? If you saw the football banquet finally happen last weekend, Bob Osmussen attended at uh, the Colonnades, I do believe. Had a good column in Sunday's News and Gazette about who won and why it took so long to have this banquet. The um, the Qantas Club banquet, of course, got canceled. Um, no players on campus. No word on uh, the rescheduling of that yet. But what I need to know, Scott Ritchie, is when are they going to announce the individual awards? I'm not sure that they will. Oh, you have to, don't you? They haven't. You ha- they haven't the MVP. They didn't last year. Or the year before. They didn't announce an MVP. No. The last named MVP is when, did Io and Georgie share it that one year? What in the world's going on? Well, I mean, there have been no banquets. So the, I, there have been seasons. There have been seasons. I mean, I can name them, like, right now. If What in the name of Ralph Woods is going on? Who would win the free throw shooting award? Alfonso Plummer would have been sure. this year's Ralph Woods winner. Um, I mean, MVPs would have been Io... I owe Kofi over the last three years. Find out why this is not being done, could you? There's sure. your goal. Okay. All right. Thank you, Scott Ritchie. Hey, before I let you go, there's uh, other stuff on campus. It's a, uh, that time of year when Mike Small's team wins the Big Ten, right? It seems they're gearing up to do that. <laughs> they just won essentially like the mini Big Ten championship right. this past weekend. At Ohio State, Like okay. all the Big Ten teams are basically there, and Illinois won again. So Okay. So I, that happens I, this weekend, I think, the Big Ten is yeah, this weekend. I believe so. All right. Don't mess with Mike Small. No. Like, he's, like really, don't mess with him. He's he, will, a, he will take you down. He's a pretty nice guy. He is a nice guy. Um, Dan Hartlove about to win 500? It doesn't sound like that long ago he won 400. I feel like I wrote, I wrote about it. wins. I know Matt Daniels, our sports editor, talked to him this morning. 
for a story that might appear in tomorrow's paper, but that's a lot of wins. Yeah, and they found their stride in the Big Ten. Um, Their non-conference results haven't been great, but they've been much more competitive in the conference and still going to need, like, a pretty good run in the Big Ten tournament, I think, to make the NCAA tournament. I think you might just see the Big Ten tournament champ make it. Could be. It's not It's not been the best season for the Big Ten, okay. baseball-wise. Softball doing all right? Yeah, they're what made just what, second or third in, in the conference. Again, they, they were been a little more successful in non-conference, but, again, kind of found their stride you know, in the Big Ten. And Big Ten softball was actually was pretty decent. Shorty Eichelberg all fired up. She's got her arena named after her, so. She should be fired yeah. up, right? She's, she is uh, very committed to that program. For sure. And a little-known uh, uh, fact that the NCAA tournament for men's tennis is coming back to Champaign this, uh, this summer. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, it's going to take a lot for Illinois to be there. I'd say you just let the host school in. Just no matter what? You know, yeah. Because record-wise, not going to happen for Brad Dancer's crew. This is one of their tougher, rougher seasons in a long time. So I'm saying let them in. This means, so like, does that apply to every sport? So like, the Final Four championship basketball was held in New Orleans. So does New Orleans get in? Does Tulane get in? You getting smart with me again? Yeah, I'll put up with it. I'll accept that. I mean, stupid idea, Jim. <laughs> All right, that's what you're saying. Uh, I mean, where, where was the I like na- where was the dancer, so I'm, championship? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just get him in the field. Well, I could, the last time Illinois hosted the NCAA championship, you know, was another year where like they had a better team, but they just right. just missed. And it was like, you're hosting this thing. It's like, gosh, we should be playing. It's crazy that Illinois gets to host an NCAA championship. Uh, it's not an easy place to play tennis, mind you. It's a little windy. Yeah. Got a little bit. But I mean, farm it's a, smell coming every now and then wafting through. Well, you just got to. See how tough of a tennis player you really are. Yeah, the wind though is what really I think uh, tests your tennis ability. But it's obviously a you know a a good venue for college tennis, and clearly the NCAA thinks that it's a great one because they got the NCAA championships again. All right, I'm not going to let you leave without an updated power poll. Kofi no longer uh, on that. That's obviously, true. fire away. I mean, that just totally changes the dynamic. So, after, I mean, it was after Ty Rogers' brief meteoric rise to number one um, based on the fact that he was the player I had seen play actual basketball the most recent. Um, he's going to dip a little bit. But at the top, and I believe this will, might be in Tuesday's News Gazette, was where I rank the returning players by most important. I probably should like go just off of that. But Coleman Hawkins, I think, has to be at number one. And if it's the Coleman Hawkins that like put up fourteen points, nine rebounds, three assists per game, like those first three games where Kofi was suspended this past season, like that Coleman Hawkins could like be a big deal for Illinois. And at number two, at RJ Melendez. Who I think 
is poised for a breakout sophomore season. Uh, and if it's like the level of breakout that Johnny Davis had, that Keegan Murray had, also very good thing for Illinois. Then number three, in a post-Kofi Coburn world, uh, kind of the big man right now to replace him is Dane Danger. And obviously, you know, sat out his freshman season at Baylor, you know, with an injury, you know, missed that NCAA championship run, uh, then just, you know, played three games last year before he decided to transfer. Um, I like his potential, though, so Dane at number three. All right. It'll be interesting uh, power pull throughout the summer as uh, players come and go. We're not done yet. Still have some portal news maybe uh, later this week. Who knows, right, Scott Ritchie? It could come whenever. I mean, there's a few new names to know. Um, David Jones, well, no, recruited out of high school before he went to DePaul, is in the portal. Obviously, Tim Anderson was at DePaul when uh, Jones, because he enrolled early, mid-year as a freshman in 2020-2021. So there's connection there, not just with Anderson, but Underwood as well. Um, had good sophomore, well, I guess sophomore season, you know, with the Blue Demons. Um, Ricky Council, the fourth, uh, transfer from Wichita State, another bigger guard, like David Jones, 6'6", Ricky Council, 6'6". Um, good two-way player, uh, sixth man of the year in the American Conference. Most The, the most fun fact I learned about Ricky Council, the fourth, is he is the fourth Ricky Council in his, like, immediate family. Because his dad is Ricky Council, then his older brothers are Ricky Council and Ricky Council, um, which threw me for a second. But I was like, "That's that's kind of interesting." Um, and then Amani Bates in the portal, Illinois. Apparently, let's again kick the tires there. Um, I guess we have, if you go back to that sixth grade team, you know he played with Sky Clark, Ty Rogers. I don't know how realistic that is. It's a str- he's a Monty Bates is a strange case. Just um, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when, like, he was 15. Might have peaked at 15. I'm not sure. But always new names to know in the portal. Follow along at com Every morning, 6 a.m., Richie drops unique online-only content every day. For how many years has that been going on? It's awesome. I don't know. It seems like forever. Yeah. Let's keep it going. All right, Scott Richie, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you next Monday.